When I say the word faithful, um, I wonder who comes to mind for you. Um, So just take a minute to think. When I say the word faithful, who comes to mind? Sorry, that's something completely different. There's a feather, Catherine. (laughs) Um, So I don't know who comes to mind for you whether there's someone you know in your life who is um, particularly faithful or whether someone you used to know. Uh, I, I was thinking of my grandparents and uh, my grandpa, my mum's dad. Uh, just um, the, I really remember when uh, at his funeral, actually, the, the people there what they had to say about him, how faithful he was in his life. Um, it was really kind of amazing, really. And then I think about my, um, my other grandparents, my dad's parents, and the fact that they prayed for us as a family, prayed for their grandchildren every week. Amazing faithfulness. And uh, what a, how lucky to be in that family, really. How blessed I am. So, we're talking about faithfulness tonight. We're, we're doing a series on the fruit of the Spirit, uh, which is really lovely because it's, it's kind of beautiful, really. It's, it's God's characteristics. It's who He is. Um, and it's those characteristics growing in us. So, um, I'm going to read the passage. I've even written down the page number, which is quite organised, isn't it? 1143. This feels a bit ringy. Does it sound right? So the fruit of the Spirit uh, is in Galatians. Is that right? Yeah. But then we're looking at faithfulness. And this is a verse, or a few verses on faithfulness. A call to persevere in faith. Therefore, brothers and sisters... Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty, a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So, It's from Hebrews, so it's got a lot of this language that Jews would understand. Um, And talking about what Jesus did from that perspective. But we're looking at this bit towards the end of sticking, sticking with it, being faithful. And actually it's quite nice because there's already some application in there. Um, Not giving up meeting together. So that's already 
the application from the talk at the start, which is quite handy, isn't it? Um, so, it's nice to be invited to speak again. This is my second time. Obviously, I didn't do too rubbish last time. And it's a really, and it's a really good topic. Um, I, I really like the way that we've uh, divided up the fruit um, so that we can dig a little bit deeper. And like I said, um, this is kind of what Christian life is about. Um, so it strikes me that the fruit of the Spirit, it's the character of God. These fruit are God's characteristics growing in us. And they grow in us as we spend time with him, as we allow the spirit to speak to us and guide us and relate to us. If we're made in God's image, uh, which I believe we are, then this is our true nature. This is who we are as humans. Um, this is our true nature, to love and to be joyful, to be faithful and so on. And it reinforces our identity as God's children, as we grow to become more like him. Uh, Incidentally, I don't believe that Christians have the monopoly on these characteristics. Um, Because if all people are God's children, and we're all made in God's image, whether or not people know him, those characteristics are there somewhere in them. But the difference is, we know the source of this fruit. And of course, we see these characteristics most clearly in Jesus. And he said in John 14, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. A bit more about Jesus in a bit. So if the fruit of the Spirit is God's character coming out through us, then we also know what we need to do when we see those characteristics start to drop off when we're losing patience easily or when we're not being gentle with our children who are driving us up the wall or when we're finding it hard to love uh, then it's time to reconnect with God to take some time to rest in the spirit and maybe make some changes to our daily schedule and let God in a bit more and I stand here Convicted because God hardly gets any of my attention. And when he deserves it all. But yet, I'm justified. He's kind and he's generous and he waits for me. It's beautiful. So, in the next few minutes, um, I'm going to look at two main points about persevering and growing in faithfulness. And one is growing in faithfulness in our relationship with God. And one is growing in faithfulness to other people. So, uh, God is faithful. Throughout the Bible, um, God is faithful to people. Uh, If you look at Exodus and how God kept them going throughout all of that time, when they lost their faithfulness in him, he stuck by them. He keeps his promises. If you look at Abraham and what he was promised, God keeps his promises. God doesn't give up on us. If you look at David, um, God kept kept going with him, even when he messed up pretty horrendously. He's always there, always waiting, and always with us. 
And if you look at Jesus, he was faithful to his friends. He's faithful to Lazarus when Lazarus had died. He was faithful to his disciples, even though they didn't always get Jesus' message, even though he was saying it to them, and they argued about who was most important. And ultimately, he was faithful to his calling and to God. I think if you look at Jesus' life and what he must have gone through, and the constant um, struggle, I guess, to, to, to speak his message in the face of opposition... He was faithful. Um, And of course he was faithful in the face of torture and death. Hebrews 12 has this amazing advice. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer or the, um, I can't remember what the other word is that I read, and the perfecter, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So here's one way we can grow in faithfulness. We can look at Jesus and we can read about him. And I think it's really inspirational to remember that Jesus was human. He had to be human for his life on earth to work. Because if it was, you know, just his supernatural power got him through, then where's the example for us? He was human, so he felt that struggle. And he was faithful. And he's our shiny example so one way we can grow in faithfulness is we can look back through here and see how God is faithful how Jesus was faithful and obviously also how many people were faithful but another way I think we can grow in faithfulness is in remembering God's faithfulness to us in our own lives Um, look back over your own life to see the golden moments where you really knew that God was close, that he was overshadowing you, when maybe you prayed and things worked out. So it's a good discipline to look back over those special moments, over those times. Um, But also to look back over your life as a whole story, And um, a big story of faithfulness, that God is with you today and he's carried you through all of your twists and your turns, regardless of the strength of your own faithfulness. And you're all here. The fact that you are here is a testament to his faithfulness to you. Whether you know him or not, he is faithful to you. Um, so I think of the ebb and flow of my life when I've been struggling and seeking fulfilment in other things and yet God drew me back and um, as Gem and I were talking about this um, 
She reminded me of my teenage years. So we've been together for a very long time, since we were 15 and 17. And um, in that, in those early years, I was kind of struggling with trying to live a life for God, but also maintain friendships with my school friends. Uh, which often meant I ended up slipping into the same behaviour that I knew wasn't right for me, which often involved a little bit of drug use, which I knew wasn't good for me. And I vividly remember sitting in one of those pews, probably where Martin sat, uh, having come to church in the evening, having done something in the afternoon which I knew wasn't good for me, and sitting there feeling completely stoned and high on pot and, um, and feeling terrible. And I remember praying to God and, and repenting and asking God to sober me up. And as I lifted my head up, I was completely sober. And it was amazing. And so now, I've got that little miracle to hold on to. And if I think about it, what amazing faithfulness and gentleness and kindness God showed me. That I would turn up in that state, in this place, where he deserves so much. And yet, he, would, he was gentle with me. So, hopefully you've got stories like that for your life that you can cling on to. Um, because if you're like me, then there's often times of confusion and doubt. Um, I love that God can be all kinds of things. He's glorious and mighty, yet gentle and intimate. And it's like you're saying, like the amazingness of how God is wow, and yet God is close. Um, God is simple. It's simple. He made us, he's the creator, we're his children. But he's also extremely confusing sometimes. Um, so I've been listening back to some of the sermons in this series, um, which have been brilliant. So uh, if you haven't been here for all of them, listen back online. Um, I really loved something Joe said about, now is it orange flamingos? Pink flamingos. So Joe was saying about a picture she had of a pink flamingo. Um, I love the fact that God gave her that type of picture because it seems quite fitting for who you are, Joe. Um, but that's not meant in a bad way. But, but it's confusing. Um, and like, if you're quite a visual person and you have an imagination, then stuff comes in. And yet, um, Joe chose to cling on to that. And if you listen to her talk, you find out that there's another picture that comes from somebody else which confirms it, and then there's a beautiful meaning. Um, but God can be confusing sometimes. It's not always simple. And I think, I feel like as I've grown in my faith, it's almost become a little bit more complicated almost as if as I get deeper and deeper into relationship with God he allows me to see more and more of him 
that I wasn't ready for earlier on. Um, in 1 Corinthians, Paul writes, For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, and I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, and then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, and then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And I think Paul's talking about when Jesus comes again, that we will understand a whole lot better. But also, I feel like knowing God is a process. Little by little, God draws us deeper. So, how do we grow in faithfulness? We look back and we're encouraged by God's faithfulness to us. So it's a bit of a discipline. Um, another way I think you could grow in faithfulness is to do faithfulness, to practice faithfulness. In a sense, to test God's faithfulness by taking risks and trying to live as God wants us to do. Uh, whether that's in our career choices or our conversation with, with friends who don't know God or decisions about money or lifestyle choices. When we choose what we perceive to be the godly path, which is often the difficult one, I think he lets us know and rewards our faithfulness. So we can practically do faithfulness, and he rewards it, I think. But it's quite hard for me because I'm about as indecisive a person as you might meet because I struggle making decisions because I worry about them. Um, but I know that as I've made faithful decisions, he has rewarded me and he's blessed those things in my life. And I'm thinking about my current workplace, which I believe God put me in purposefully, the school I work in. But about three years ago, I got really fed up with it and I was really fed up with some of the people I worked with. And I was thinking about leaving. And then straight after that, very clearly in several talks I heard, um, I kept hearing the same message about sticking at things and being faithful and staying where you are. And so I really felt God saying, stay where you are. That's where I want you. And so I did. Um, Sadly, I don't think I was as courageous or open with others about my faith in work as I could have been, which kind of maybe was the purpose. Um, but I kind of feel like as I stayed there and as I prayed in the place, that actually there's something of God in me might impact that workplace. And things then got a lot worse at school, uh, culminating in a dreadful Ofsted inspection. Um, but I'm still there relating to the other people I work with and hopefully sharing a little bit of God's character. And now I'm in the position where I'm thinking of leaving again and trying to remain faithful. So, yeah, we'll see what that, how, how I live out that decision. So, looking back, looking into the Bible and stepping out in faith, taking risks... Um, and then 
I think the other thing I wanted to talk about was being faithful to others. That as we grow in faithfulness to God and his faithfulness, his character comes out in us. I believe the Spirit also grows our faithfulness to other people. Um, it's hard to stick with people sometimes, particularly when they don't do the things that deserve our faithfulness. But I really admire those people who do it. People who might go week by week to feed and befriend uh, homeless and vulnerable people. People who visit prisons to talk to people. People who care for elderly friends or relatives as illness slowly begins to take them. Or people who stick by their friends even when they've been hurt. Or people who remain faithful in a relationship even when it's hard. So faithfulness is God's character in us. And we can pray for this character to grow. And I believe he'll sustain us in all of these situations as we choose to remain faithful. He continues to grow our faithfulness. And I think a good, a wonderful byproduct of this is that people see faithfulness and they're touched by it. Um, like all of the other fruit, all of God's characteristics in us, people see the Spirit through the fruit in our lives and it's kind of like unconscious witnessing. Uh, we started singing a kid's song, I am a city on a hill in church. Um, the idea that we shine God's love out to the world. And this is one way I think it happens. That God's fruit grows in us and it's obvious for people to see. It's a bit like the story of Daniel and when he was faithful to God. The king of the land, even the king of the land who he'd been, he'd been forcibly taken into, his faithfulness to God shone. And it was so clear that even the king then eventually issued a decree that all people should worship Daniel's God. So I really think that as this is, people see it. People see God in us. People see this fruit growing in us. So just to kind of go back over it, how do we grow in faithfulness? I think we need to connect to God, to connect to the Spirit to allow him to develop us, to grow us. We need to look back at God's faithful character in the Bible. And we need to look back over our own lives to see God's faithfulness. We need to live faithfully, making faithful decisions and taking risks. And ask God to use our faithfulness to speak to other people and to bring light into the world. And as it says in the passage that we've read, meet up and spur one another on. Find someone who you can encourage and be encouraged by. Um, so I think those are the kind of points that I wanted to bring out. Um, and I wonder now whether we could just have a moment to absorb it, to pray. So if I pray briefly and just go over those things and if any of those things have kind of like uh, raised something in your heart then pray about them too 
and there'll be prayer after the service as well I think so Father God we praise you and we thank you that you are faithful to us that the fact we're in this building tonight is testament to your faithfulness God that you have stuck by each one of us throughout our lives so far And Lord, I pray that if people here need somebody new to meet up with, somebody to share with, to encourage and to be encouraged by, Lord, that you would put that on their heart now. And Father, I pray for people here who maybe have been faithful to another person but maybe have stopped I pray that you would help renew their faithfulness in that relationship or maybe put someone new on their heart now Lord to come alongside and to befriend or there may be people here facing big decisions and I pray that you would help them to make the right decisions or if you need to rediscover God's faithfulness to you Father I pray that you would open people's memories to see back your goodness to them and your faithfulness to them Amen Amen